What's up everybody? Uh, welcome to the Celesto Show. Today I have uh, Ronald Volks with me. And today it's going to be another time that it's two Dutch people that are trying to talk English to each other. Uh, so that's very funny actually. Because right. we, we did this a lot of times already. Um, so welcome Ronald. Uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Because I randomly found uh, you on YouTube uh, because you were in my comment section, right? So that's why I invited yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, right. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for having me, by the way, uh, Celesto. Um, if I want to introduce myself, my name is Ronald Fox. I'm 25 years old. And as you guys know, I'm from the Netherlands. Um, how will I describe myself? Like, I think uh, I am on this call right now because uh, I started my YouTube channel a year ago or something, uh, especially in the field of self-development. Um, I think for me, um, that is very, uh, for me, it's very important that I started my channel because um, I really want to share different stories in the field of self-development, mental development, um, and also like trying to challenge myself with different self-development habits and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that is how I will uh, describe myself. And for the rest, um, I'm working now 32 hours a week at a, at a startup in the, the medical tech um, as a marketing communication specialist. Um, so yeah, that is uh, what I'm doing right now. Okay, and uh, that is right now, um, but when I usually tell my story, I also tell about how it is now, right? But with most people, uh, there's a whole journey before that, right? So, like, mm -hmm. what did you have to go through in order to get there? Because for me, it was a lot of pain and suffering before I got on the right path. So, how is that for you? Yeah, I think what you're saying, pain and suffering, is also, like, what defined my life when I was younger. Um, First, I want to go back uh, when I was younger to yeah to tell the story more like then it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've born in the middle of the Netherlands um, and I've lived there with my father, my mother, uh, and my siblings. Um, but my youth has been quietly different than the most people I know um, because for a big part of my uh, of my youth, I have lived in uh, several foster homes. Uh, if you know what a foster home is, I think you know, right? Oh yeah. It's like in Dutch, in Dutch, it's like Pleegezin. Yeah, but um, but so it was uh, not like a big home with with like a lot of kids, but but just different families that adopted you, basically. Yeah, it's not adoption because normally with adoption uh, you don't have parents anymore. Um, mm. But when you're a foster child, uh, mostly of the time your parents cannot really care for you or like having like problems to carry. Uh, for you in a in a good way, you know. Yeah. Um, but one of the reasons uh, why I had to live there was because my father was an alcoholic. He was aggressive. Um, he didn't really care about us because he was like drunk all the time. Um, that was one of the reasons. So it's not only his fault. Um, but on the other hand, my mother also had some uh, mental issues and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was around six or seven uh, when I was living in my first uh, foster home. And I lived in total in three different foster homes and in a total period of seven years. Damn, so I think that must have been heavy, right? Because you didn't really have a father figure to look up to that could like guide you towards the path of masculinity, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, definitely. Like for me, especially in the younger years, I was too young to understand that. But especially when I was a teenager and my emo emotions and stuff came up. And also uh, I f really find out what happened in my life. Also compare what my friends had and what I didn't. Um, so especially like when I was a teenager and I hit puberty, it was really hard for me. Uh, because I had a lot of emotions going on. I never had like a father or a mother like who... I know they love me, but like they never cared, uh, cared for me, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So that was really hard for me. Um, so that's also why I've been in several depressions because I never really uh, could give my emotions a place because I, yeah, it was hard for me to first recognize my emotions and how I should handle my emotions in the right way. Um, so yeah, what you're saying like about the masculinity, uh, I never been grew up how I should grew up. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that that should be heavy. Like. But but what you you thought about emotions, like uh, what kind of emotions were you dealing with? Because of course we we all deal with a range of emotions. But 
Was it primarily um, this sort of aggression at school? Because that's what I experienced myself as well. Is that I, I got very mad when I saw people being treated wrong uh, because it, it kind of triggered me in a way uh, because that was just how my dad was acting towards my mother as well. So then I would fight uh, the bullies at school and stuff. For me, it's different though. Like for me, especially <laughs> when I was a teenager, it's it's a time mostly when I like I've lived seven years in several foster homes, but in one moment um, I got the choice to live again with my parents. So my father was stopped with alcohol and stuff like that. Uh, but the point in those seven years, I never really understand what happened to me. But finally, in one moment, it came all to the fore at one moment. So it was more like all the emotions which I had like hold for myself and stuff like that. Um, yeah, came at that moment in my life. Um, but for me, like what you're saying, uh, what I had mostly was that I was really self-pity myself, that I had the shit life, that my uh, parents uh, wasn't there for me, that my friends had normal parents. Um, and I had, I had like a lot of destructive uh, self-thoughts and stuff like that. So um, I blame my parents for everything what was happened in my life. So also like, even when I didn't have like a good grade in school or something, it was always my, uh, my mother or my father's uh, fault because like, they didn't really care for me for that long in my life, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, so I was always blaming others, but never me. Um, so yeah, that's, I think that's the main and the core reason why I handled like that. So I was really, yeah, I didn't really had like all the positive. Uh, thoughts in my head and it was more uh, like I was always looking like the negative side instead of the positive side because I didn't know how to handle my emotions okay so it's uh, the, the moment when you started to realize that you were actually responsible was that the moment when you transformed your life I think yes it was a little bit later like I told you like I've been in a lot of depressions like two or three in like a period of three years or something um, especially in teenage years um, but I think finally in one moment I was so done with all the negative thoughts and with my self-pity and like that I hated myself and stuff like that that in one moment I was like I'm so done with it I don't know there was some trigger in me that I had to change myself mm -hmm. um, and for me I think the first step I did was to start with fitness um, when I was around 17, 18 years old. Um, so that is where all, yeah, where all the interest now in self-development stuff like that. I think that was the, the starter of, yeah, of like changing my life, I think. Okay, so it was basically once you kind of reached the limit of your suffering, that's when you had to change because that was the same for me. It was like I was also stuck in... Uh, feelings of depression for a very long time and uh, for me it was also that I was physically ill for a very long time so I had autoimmune disorder uh, which you know you work in the the uh, medical tech right so you probably know mm -hmm. what that is um, yes. but for me it was my eyes that were being attacked so I could get blind uh, so I had to take these pills that suppress my immune system right um, okay. so I was sick for six years uh, I, I had very big depression addictions uh ate, ate like shit didn't work out i uh, got bullied at school all these things mm -hmm. together right and it's only when i reached that limit of being like what the fuck i can't keep on going like this that's mm -hmm. when i switched as well and for me i i started mostly with spirituality um but at, no, at, at the how, start how would you define that though how will you yeah define that's a that's a hard one right um but the, the sort of spirituality that I was into at the start is different from what I am into now. Now it's like really the, the meditation and uh, altered states of consciousness, but also yoga and Reiki and things like that. So that's real sort of spirituality that actually benefits you, right? Um, but at the start, it was more of like the conspiracy type of uh, woke uh, culture, oh, really? right? Of being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we are in a matrix and uh, the vaccine is uh, bullshit. And oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, th that was the type of things I was around, but it, it, it kind of helped me uh, to, to get out of the bullshit I was in because they sort of convinced me of the belief that uh, the reason I had no friends 
was because I was a chosen one. I was I was somebody who was made for a higher purpose, you know. So at the start, it was a bit toxic, you know. Um, but it did bring me eventually on the right path. Now I'm just doing my own thing instead of following this sort of cult idea, right? Um, so yeah, that, yeah, you that, have to be like everyone else. Just focus on what works for you and like where you get energy from and stuff like that instead of what everyone is saying is right or what's wrong and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. like that's also what I have, like especially what you're saying, especially when I was in my teenage years, I also ha didn't really had the right friends, I think. Um, also like I was trying to show myself then like I belong in that group. Um, but like if I'm looking at my personality, it wasn't really like who the person I was in real life you know so i was like um yeah i was showing other people that i belong in that group but i was i was pers in personality level i was quite different you know so i was really interested in be kind to people uh in also mental development and stuff like that mm -hmm. and all the friends of me were like into drinking clubbing even fighting like for fun with people and i wasn't really like that so on that moment, I also knew, like, I need other different kind of people around me. And mm -hmm. also be another person for myself, be more real to myself. Um, so, yeah, like, that's what, that was what my situation was on that moment. So, did it, like, do you feel if you look back now that you were always a different kid? Because that's what I definitely feel like if I look back at my youth. I don't think I was different. I think I'm like everyone else. Like there are a lot of people also like me has like a lot of ambitions, also have sometimes mental problems or sometimes not feeling well, also uh, want to achieve more in life. I think I wasn't being around the right people. So I don't want to say I'm different. I think I was different in that group. So I wasn't different um, like on average, you know, like if I was yeah. around the right people, like we who like sharing the same values as me um i think i wasn't i wasn't different or something but the point was there was always some sort of um things that was like yeah ronald has lived in several foster homes so like the point is like to give you a better view like i've lived in a town small town and then i was like gone for seven years and then i came back so I had the same friends I had before, mm -hmm. uh, but their lives uh, went go on and also mine. So I missed like seven years of that. Yeah. Um, so I think more people didn't really understand what was going through in my life. Um, maybe also because they didn't experience that themselves or maybe they don't get it, you know, and that's okay. But um, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah, so it's a lot of shit that you've gone through with the foster homes. Shit, yes, for sure. I don't think I've been, th uh, been through shit. Like, the point was, one foster home was really bad for me, um, but the other two were quite nice. Um, but the most, the thing is with most foster childs is that they're... Like, for me, I only lived seven years in foster homes. Most of the foster childs never going back to their parents, you know? Or mm -hmm. the other thing is that they're doing the exactly right thing as their parents. For example, um, like if my father was uh, aggressive and we're drinking or he's not doing drugs, but if he were doing drugs and I'm doing the same, that's just what you see, in a lot of, see a lot of times in like people who also have trauma and being a foster child and stuff like that. So um, I think my personality and the person I am and where I believe in uh, makes it happen that I lived back at my parents' place. Um, also from the point of my parents, but like, like if I'm looking back, I never blame my parents what happened. Like the point was I was blaming myself finally that I was like uh, going through a lot of shit, you know, like there's something to say about it, mm -hmm. you know, like especially about emotions I had in the teenage years and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I don't know what to say right now, but um, yeah, so I had like a lot of emotions going on at the moment, um, but I never blame my parents for um, 
what happened in my life, you know? Like, I'm the okay. one who determined the outcome of my life. And that's also where I believe in. I believe also yeah. that everything starts with you. So every yeah. choice you make and every decision you make, you're the one who determines the outcome of it. So that's also where I believe in. Yeah, so this is more about uh, reclaiming your responsibility so to kind of gain your power back over your life, right? Yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if power is the right word, but more like the, then you have the, the power management. to change. Mm -hmm. If you if you don't yeah, say maybe. you are responsible, right, yeah. then you can change your life, right? Mm -hmm. So I, right, yeah. I, I would definitely say, right, it, it's good that you reclaimed your responsibility because that was definitely necessary for you to change something. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, it's also finding the balance in that because if I look at the problems that I experienced in my life, I definitely know that even though I am the one who is feeling these things, so it's still my responsibility, uh, mm -hmm. I can still see that uh, my parents have been a major cause of my suffering for the biggest part of my life. Um, so I definitely don't want to uh, deny that and say I don't blame them. It's, it's not really blaming, it's more, it's really just the truth for me. Uh, but then if I, if I get stuck into that feeling of, Oh, it's their fault. You know, it's their fault. Yeah, maybe it's their mm. fault, but it's still my responsibility of what I do with yeah. it, right? It don't uh, will make it better if you're blaming your parents for everything what already happened. Mm -hmm. You can also think about like what you can change about that event to make yourself uh, maybe more happy, or that you understand it more, or that you manage your emotions more and stuff like that. So it's in a, indeed like it's about like the responsibility you're taking of the actions of others, you know? Yeah. So that's what you did. You reclaimed uh, responsibility and now you're taking good care of yourself and that's why you're here. Yes. But yeah, the point is like, I think mostly Jim has helped me with that. So that was like more the, the trigger. So to starting with working out, to be more confident in my body. How long um, was that ago? Oh, damn. I'm 25 right now. But like I started, I think around... 17, 18 or something. Damn, that's uh, so some yeah. years. That's some years. God damn. Yeah, man. When you were a little child. <laughs> yeah, so, now yeah, I, I am like... 17. So, yeah. Yeah, true. Like, on that moment when you were 17, like, I started with gym and finally built a better physique for myself and become, for the first time, happy about the person I was. Um, because I also had, like, in my teenage years, a lot of insecurity, uh, even in my choices, but also how I looked. Um, even, I wasn't that bad, you know, but it was like the, um, the, the thoughts I had in my head, like, I don't look, look good and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. it wasn't really that, but I didn't felt good. And that's also why I didn't look good, because I had a low self-esteem. Okay, or like a low self-image, yeah. Where do you think that originated from? The low self-esteem? Um, I think it started with uh, the different foster homes. Like for me, I've lived in four different families, also with my parents' one. But the point was like when I was young, I was also making friends there and stuff like that. But then one moment, um, I had to move out, you know, to another foster home because it didn't work out or something or... Yeah, the foster family uh, had other plans and stuff like that. So, like, if you if I'm going to um, yeah, um, give you an example of it, like I was making friends there, and then on one moment I had to cut them off and go to another city. So when you're young and you're making friends and you have to leave them, yeah. finally you build separation anxiety for yourself. So I think separation anxiety is the start of being more insecure. Because I was always scared to, that I had to leave, um, I had to leave other people and especially my friends and stuff like that. Um, and I think that's also one of the reasons why I was insecure about making choices and stuff like that. Because my life wasn't always uh, secure, you know? Yeah. So the, you, you couldn't really attach to people or to your parents as well. Yes. That's, I think attachment is the best word. Yeah, that's actually a very interesting book that you can read about that. It's it's called Attached by Amir Levine. Do you know this book? No, 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 no. It's actually very interesting uh, 
because they, uh, they describe that there are three different attachment styles, basically sort of um, a sort of archetype that you develop by, by the trauma you've gone through. And that's mm -hmm. sort of the, they sort of attach that to certain personalities. Uh, and then you can really see yourself in that archetype and then uh, kind of dive deep into that trauma. It's like um, the, the rest of your life, the way you, you deal with relationships, for example, when you go out with a girl, that's determined by your past relationships. By, yeah, that makes sense. In your case, the foster homes. And in my case, it was a tyrannical father and, and a, mm -hmm. a mother who was very uh, kind of a people pleaser, you know. Um, so it's interesting to see, like, what is my attachment style, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely okay. think that would benefit you a lot if you read that. Because that, that's, right. of course, it, it seems like that's your primary uh, thing. Like the, the whole attachment uh, mm -hmm. bullshit that you've gone through. Uh, it seems like a very hard thing to me, especially uh, if you go into a relationship very soon because you're 25 now. So that's like the, the prime years, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I had a girlfriend like last week, but uh, we broke out. Uh, we broke up. Um, so, yeah, mm -hmm. I get it. Like, especially in my relationship, there were there were some characteristics mm -hmm. from that I still didn't really be ready for a relationship because I didn't really... Um, yeah, I still have to find out what a relationship is for me. Um, okay. and also what I can bring in the relationship, you know? And I think there's all like, the point is like with trauma, you always have it in your life. It's more about how you, uh, handle it and like how you manage it and stuff like that. So I think I manage mm -hmm. it quite well, but there's still small things in my life where I'm, I'm having those, um, uh, yeah, those, uh, problems or issues from that trauma you know there's always a small thing what is there so um yeah that's what mm -hmm. you saw in my relationship um like so you guys just broke up now like for how long have you guys been in a relationship uh almost a year um but yeah but i didn't really gave her the the love and stuff she needed you know um because i never had like love in my life like when i was younger you know so I think yeah. there's still a part for me what's really hard to uh, accept that or to do something about it or um, yeah. So okay. so that's the point. I but we're like broke uh... up in a in a nice way and uh, we're still friends and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it's more like a relationship is a commitment to another, and I was more committed about uh, to myself instead of her. Um, so yeah. Okay. You know what I some of a friend that I know, he told me when I was talking with him about me feeling lonely, because that's, that's what I often feel. Uh, he told me that if he looks at my life and he sees all the amazing things I do, he would say that I have a lot of friends and I'm definitely not lonely. But the reason that I feel lonely is because I get love, but I can't harness it. Mm. And that's you my cannot hold it. I, ca yeah. I cannot I cannot hold it and and uh, actually feel the love that I'm getting. So uh, a relationship is also a very difficult thing for me. It's like I, I feel like my parents never really gave me the type of love that I could actually like feel safe in. You know, I couldn't safely mm -hmm. attach to them. And for you, that was even more heavy with the foster homes. But it's mm -hmm. like if you look at this relationship that you had right now, like wh what do you think went wrong? Like, what, what is it that didn't match? Like, the point is, I think, uh, the funny part is that we didn't match because we had other... Um, yeah, we were so different from each other. Also, like, how we look at life, the future and stuff like that. Uh, we've been in an open relationship, and that was also a choice of me. So, maybe I wasn't really that attached to one person, or it was for me too scared to attach to one person. Um, I was more like in the fun stage, you know, in the teenage stage from like, I also want to meet other girls and stuff like that. Um, and in an open relationship that is possible, you know, um, okay. but maybe for me, I've been in an open relationship because, um, yeah, how I'm going to say that, like I've been in an open relationship because, um, I didn't really had the attachment, um, 
what you need for a relationship maybe so it was maybe an easier choice or something okay i don't know if it makes sense though i want to show you the the attachment styles i'm going to share my screen with mm -hmm. you okay all right and then maybe we can see uh because i actually think that's a very interesting thing um if you have been in the foster homes and this relationship and stuff uh let's see what is a good way to um let's see I, I just saw a good picture this one right okay uh no this is also not a good way to describe it three main attachment stars from who okay was? yeah th th those these are the four attachment styles mm -hmm. um would you say that you are avoidant is that the reason why you have an open relationship of course, it's a very direct question, uh, but but to explain it to you, uh, an avoidant person is more somebody who, the closer the girl seems to come, the more you want to go away because you are scared of closeness. Yep. It, that's 100% me, man. That's 100% you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's scary yeah, for definitely. you to, to attach to her. I think once... I don't think it's scary. Maybe it is a little bit, but like on the other hand, it's also like, I don't know. Like I never had the, the love for my parents. So like, I think I'm also like, yeah, scared, scared, I think is a good word because like, I didn't really have it for my parents. So I think that's also like what I'm feeling like right now or what I felt, you know, in the relationship. Um, uh, and then I think seeing some things, what was also like uh, in the event of uh, I having a relationship with my parents is coming back also in this relationship. So maybe that's also like why, um, yeah, why it wasn't really that, um, I wasn't that committed to her. Yeah. So you're scared of closeness and that's why you don't commit. And but the point is like yeah um right now like i'm doing so much work uh, on self-development i'm reading a lot of books um i'm working on myself working on my body um mentally also spirit spiritually also like with meditation and stuff like that so i'm trying to do everything you know to make myself a better person and like i think i'm i'm doing quite well especially when you compare it to the most people i know that's um, great but yeah, yeah like what i said with trauma um it's so easy to say like yeah you can fix that and stuff like that but sometimes it's really hard um to fix that because it can have like a huge impact on your life it can have and it still have for me you know mm -hmm. even when i'm feeling like a, a person who is like developed quite nice you know and quite well there's still something and i think it's more about how you deal with that or how you uh, embrace that instead of like putting it away. So I'm never putting it away anymore. That's yeah. But that's the the thing with trauma is that uh, you don't know if you're putting it away for the biggest part because it happens unconsciously, right? Um, so the point it, is like yeah. Um, I think fifty-fifty. Um, Sometimes you're conscious of it, but it's more. Yeah, you, you know the, the four layers that they describe in psychology? The four layers of the mind? No, no, no. It's like you have the conscious mind, then you have the subconscious, su the subconscious mind, yeah, yeah. the unconscious mind, and the collective unconscious. Okay. And the collective unconscious is more of like the, the, the consciousness that we experience as an as a entire race, basically, as the entire world, existence okay. itself. Hmm. Um, but it's like th this unconscious baggage is always there the things that you experienced when you were younger, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the True. things that are coming back in the relationship right now. So it's like, yeah, maybe you, you are not avoiding to face the trauma, but mm -hmm. it's only when you realize that it's there that you can face it. So mm -hmm. you'll you'll start to discover, and just like I have right now, it's like step by step, you, you see more and more patterns that you fall into. And then eventually, yeah, yeah. I don't think you will ever break them, but step by step, you will break all of them until you die, basically. True. Yeah. yeah yeah true yeah, yeah yeah i get it yeah but the point is like what i'm trying to say was like um yeah like I th especially on this moment in my life um i know like 
how I can manage my emotions. And I'm doing journaling and stuff like that. And also asking myself the right questions. Like comparing to 10 years ago, I didn't do that, you know? So I never understand my emotions. So now when emotions are popping up, also with my relationship and stuff, um, I see some patterns in there, you know? Like the choices I've made and what the outcome of that, and what was the outcome of that. Um, so yeah, like I'm more aware what you're saying, so yeah. Yeah, so you're definitely making some big steps now, uh, with especially with developing the tools to deal with emotions. Is, is that what you're primarily working on right now? Um, yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think the tools, yes. And most of the time, the tools is that you ask yourself the right questions. That's so important. Mm -hmm. Like the point is like, most of the things uh, you can fix, like I'm not saying about trauma and stuff like that, but most of the things you're like struggling with is that you didn't really have a clear view uh, how to fix that, you know? And if you're um, asking yourself the right questions, like maybe all right, I, I'm feeling shit, okay? Um, mm -hmm. Why are you feeling like shit? Like I'm feeling like shit because, I don't know, I broke up with my girlfriend or something. Or uh, I didn't pass um, a grade for school, you know? Um, okay, but what was the main reason behind that, you know? There's always a main reason. People are thinking like, um, I'm feeling shit because my relationship is over. No, you're feeling shit because you're missing before something before that, you know? So asking yourself the right question is very important to, um, yeah, to find answers you need, you know? Yeah, and you know, you know what's funny about that? We need to learn that, right? But that's because our parents didn't teach us that. Like th yeah. that's the that's the I call that self-regulation, being able to regulate yourself and deal with those emotions, right? True. And yeah. it's like when you are younger, you can't do that, right? You get angry and you become the emotion, right? These children yeah. like uh, like ah, they go like this, right? Uh, so uh, I think that for me, the reason why I did exactly what you do right now. It's like you have to learn to journal so you can ask yourself, oh, this is how I feel. Why is that so? Mm -hmm. If your parents asked you those questions when you were younger, which they might have done a few times, right? But in mm -hmm. the right way where they kept on pushing you to self-regulate in the right way, then you would be able to do this right now. So it's like we have to True. like reparent ourselves in a way, right? True, yeah. That That's self-improvement, reparenting. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, true, and I did it myself, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so, beautiful, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I know, like, I've been through a lot of stuff like that, but I'm really happy the person I am today. So, like, if I'm talking about what I'm doing right now with YouTube and stuff like that, if I never had those things happen in my life, I wasn't the person I am today, you know. Like, and I wasn't really inspiring maybe other people, you know. So I think like also like when you're having trauma and things what are negative in your life, everyone has like negative points in their lives, you know, maybe a breakdown. Um, it really represents the person you are today. And you can do anything about that, you know. Mm -hmm. If you're not happy with you as a person right now, you can do small steps to make yourself a better person, you know. Like for start with one week, uh, uh, once a week with gym or something. Start very slowly and then see if it happens and works for you. Um, I really believe in small steps and that going from zero to a hundred, you know? And I think that's very important because people, like especially in the Western culture, we always want to work, we want to achieve things, we want to do this, we want to do that. Um, we want to do it quickly because like, they teach us to do it quickly, you know? Like <laughs> you want to have more, you want to uh, earn easy money, Oh yeah, like there, like people are saying, like, oh, um, if you're going to buy my course, you're going to, um, yeah, you're going to earn at least uh, twenty thousand euros a month. Those things, you know. But the most important thing is that you really look at yourself, like what is realistic for you in that moment in your life. For me mm -hmm. also, like, I didn't like when I was at the breakdown and I was to change my life. I wasn't focusing on eight, nine, ten things. I was only focusing on gym. It was only one thing. And then later on, the all the other things, like with the mental development and stuff like that, um, was coming to me, you know? So I really believe in do it slowly, you know? Um, and I think that's very important and what a lot of people are missing right now. 
Okay, so where did you learn these things? Uh, did you start like watching YouTubers when, when you just started with self-improvement? What kind of people um, did you watch? Like the point is like, especially on, I was watching fitness uh, in the start. I was only, I think I was only watching one guy on in the fitness and it was uh, Marijn. In the Netherlands, I think he's quite big. I think he has around oh, 300,000. I've seen his channel uh, once, yeah. Like, especially in my time, he was a, a little bit, uh, yeah, he was smaller, you know. But he was so real and he, everything he was saying was so nice. And I just applied everything he said in his videos, his training schedules, the way he uh, did his nutrition and stuff like that. I just like applied everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'm finally in one moment, I also saw results at my own body and that was nice. So. Okay, and at some point you, you started working on mental development as well, right? Like, uh, you told me like you're reading a lot of books, right? Are you reading a lot of books as well? And what books have influenced you the most? Ooh, which book has influenced me the most? I think, I don't want to say a lot of books. I think it's more important to look at the right books. Um, but Think and Grow Rich, I don't know if you read it though. Uh, I've it's, seen some summaries think, of it. Yeah, I think that's the best book I ever read because I like everything what was happened in my life and every choice I make and stuff like that. It was all written in different situations in that book. So I really recognize myself in different events in that book. Mm -hmm. um, and that book is really old. I think I don't know which year it is from, but um, it, grow rich. it is very old, though. 1937 so it's like really old oh. you know oh that old i didn't know it was that yeah, old yeah, yeah. they have yeah. made new versions though um mm -hmm. but it's like a personal self-development or a self-improvement book yeah um, but especially for me on on the level of uh, understanding my emotions my thoughts uh, the choices i've made in my life uh, how i've been in relationships being with the right people um all those things i've learned in that book and think that's like, I'm going to recommend everyone just w uh, just going to read that book. Even when you're not a reader yourself, it can give you so much um, positive outcomes, like on how you see the world and how you see yourself. I think that's the most important, how you see yourself yeah. um, in this chaotic world, you know? Um, so yeah, like Think and Grow Rich is the best one. I think he like described, it's from Napoleon Hill and he described uh, 13 steps of being the best version of yourself and okay and to achieve what you want to achieve can you can you describe like the main sort of things that you've picked up from that book the main things um like especially um he is talking about uh wait i will get my summary i've made a summary of it Oh, that's a long you, time ago that I've read it though. You want to share um, your screen so we can see? It's Dutch, so I don't think it's. Uh... <laughs> oh, okay, it's Dutch. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So the first principle is desire. Uh, first, you have to be a concrete target or like a goal to work towards. You know, like if you don't really have a desire to get to that point, like especially in my uh, situation, I was so done with being that uh, shit version of myself. And my goal was to be confident in my body and feel like the best person I want in life. And that mm -hmm. was the goal I was working towards. I was so desired to achieve the goal, uh, which gave me really intrinsic motivation to finally get it, you know? And that's easy to say, but like I had a concrete goal to work towards. Um, so that's principle one. You have to be faith in yourself. So if you don't really believe in yourself, it's really hard to uh, yeah, accomplish things, you know, even small things, you know, like in a long, uh, in a long time of my life, I didn't really believe in myself. I had like low self-esteem. Um, I didn't really was secure about the choices I've made, the things I said even. So like, for example, I wasn't even insecure about like what people think about me and stuff like that, what I was wearing. Uh, all those uh, things. But I wasn't really a person who like showed them that I was insecure and stuff like that. I was sh showing them that, um, that I wasn't insecure, but from the inside I was, you know? So I was like hiding it for other people, you know? 
to be also a different person to the out to the uh to the world you know um mm -hmm. so fate uh, i think fate and desire are very important and they're also saying other things um yeah out of suggestion that you have to be specialized need to have specialized knowledge about the different subject if you want to achieve big things in your life imagination i think that's also an important one like for me also i was already on that moment in my life that i already saw me in that body what was my end goal you know so i already had like the imagination mm. in my head uh that already achieved that you know um oh yeah i know about I this that. this is like the the law of attraction sort of thing that if you yeah, yeah, step yeah. into like, that feeling it's... and visualize it that you then achieve it right true. yeah mm -hmm. true because then you're unconsciously like always thinking about it when you're like giving an extra step to achieving that you know mm -hmm. um so that's i think these are the three main pillars what's very important and other like persistence you know like everybody's talking about it uh making fast decisions and like the last two years, I'm also focusing on the mastermind. And that's more about like having the right people in front of you. Um, because you're like the average of the five people you spend the most time with, you know. So I'm also more aware about those things. Um, so yeah, like I've worked it all out. Um, but I'm really want to, uh, you have to read this. You have to read it. Even when you're like, feeling shit right now or you have like a lot of emotions going on this book can really help you to um yeah find answers to that uh, and they're also mm -hmm. talking about the subconscious mind uh your brain and stuff like that so um I i've heard definitely... a lot about the book yeah but i didn't yeah, read I it still so. i didn't read it so you i'm have gonna to, do it you have i'm to. gonna do it yeah yeah that is like the book i'm uh, like that's my main yeah, that's the main book I've read where, and most of them, like all the other books are really related to that book. So it's like more the, the main book of everything, you know, in self-development. And it's also your goal to grow rich, right? Like, I don't think that's my main goal. Like, mm -hmm. like depends on what your definition of rich, you know, like my definition of rich is that I finally have freedom, being around with the right people, have finally also like a nice girlfriends and stuff like that also be like that it's possible that i'm being everywhere in the world every time i want um i think that's more important and also rich in the sense of that um i can inspire as much people as possible and then i can help them uh with the things i'm doing on youtube and stuff like that so i think rich is like a very broad um an objective definition yeah like rich in what yeah, especially like, I think money is also important, but money is like, um, I think money is more the cause um, of freedom. In our yeah, case, then that, yeah. that's why we yeah, want yeah, to yeah. get money. True. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but for me, never money is the main drive. Yeah, that I, w I wouldn't say that it, that's the case for me. Like right now I'm working in mm -hmm. sales, so it is kind of the main drive. But the reason I want that money is so I can do my studies and then eventually work for myself, uh, do my own business and stuff and help a lot of people. And it makes that's it what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. like really, if your goal is making money, then you have a very empty life uh, because there's no I purpose think, yes. and meaning. Uh, have you read um, A Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl? No, but... But I'm like, I think I will get it. Like I've ordered it though. So um, I think it will be in my meal uh, this week or next week or something. It's funny that I mentioned it because I haven't read it myself, but I want to do it. Oh, okay. um, like because... I didn't really uh, find that much. I was just, you know, we we're in a Discord group and there were also people saying like our oh, book list and stuff like that. So I just like chose some books I think will be beneficial for me and mm -hmm. also like in the things I'm doing. Um, so that's why I just ordered it. I don't know where it's, it's exactly about, um, but I will finally see if yeah. I'm reading it. I guess that's also a very old book, by the way. So uh, it, it's a lot for free uh, as an audiobook on YouTube. So you can always check it out there. All right. I actually have a playlist on my channel with 250 uh, audiobooks, which are free. Oh, really? 
yeah, yeah. like i don't like audiobooks though to be honest um, for me audio yeah are me neither work. but it's more like these are the type of things that i listen to when i mm-hmm. when i'm on my way to school or to work uh, now i quit school so i'm not going to school anymore mm-hmm. uh, but it's like when i'm on my way to something I find it nice to listen to that or when I'm cleaning my room or cooking, whatever. Those are the moments yeah, I true. listen to audiobooks. But but like to really sit there like this and then listen to audiobooks, no, I can't mm-hmm. do that. It, it's too nah, true. It's not so engaging, you know? So I can true. pay attention. Now. But I found I found a solution for that. Because like now once a week I also have like uh, book accountability with someone else. Mm-hmm. So we're now uh, reading uh, what was the book I was saying uh, we were reading? about uh how to win friends and influence people yeah yeah how to win friends and influence people so like i'm in with the other guy we're like in a group and every week we're reading uh the same book and also the same paragraph and stuff like that and then we're going to ask each other like three questions about what we've learned in a book uh, in the paragraph and stuff like that oh so that's nice we yeah so that's really nice to understand what they're saying and also like to trying to apply it in your own life you know um so that's really giving me also motivation to keep reading, you know, and uh, challenge myself, challenge him also. Um, so once a week, we're now reading a paragraph and reflect on it, like how you can apply it in your own life, if that's possible. Mostly of the time it's possible because it's self-development. Um, so yeah, like that's really, uh, really nice to do. And that's also a, a small motivation for me to also, uh, yeah, reading different kind of books and uh, not doing it alone. Uh, so that's nice. Yeah. I also just actually joined a group like that. Uh, it's because I uh, I recently had somebody on my podcast. His name is uh, mm-hmm. Shravan Alapi. You might have seen him. Uh, I don't know, man. Okay, I, I can show you if I share my screen, by the way. All right, uh, sure. He's a yoga instructor and uh, he's a very okay. nice guy, man. I, I talked a lot with him. Uh, let's see. It's, it's here. It's, uh, it's him. I, I've, also been right. on, I've also been on his channel. Uh, but okay, cool. but his uh, his parents are very much into Hinduism, so they mm-hmm. uh, they have a, a group with like uh, fifty people or something, and they meet every Tuesday uh, to talk about different religious books. Uh, so I'm actually just starting with that uh, because I'm very That's much sick. into Hinduism myself. Uh, I find that much more interesting than Buddhism or or Stoicism or any of that other sort of philosophies or religions. Let's say. Um, so that's a very cool Why? thing. Uh, Hinduism? Yeah, what is like the main thing, what is like triggering you more about Hinduism than Buddhism well, and stuff like that? Buddhism, because in Buddhism, there are also yeah. like nice lessons you learn from. Yeah, but Buddhism is more, it's a philosophy and this is the way to live. That's what they say, right? And then they have a few systems that they've put in place, but Hinduism is like a fucking huge system and they have so many books. And, and they, they have forms of yoga that they teach. They have Sadhguru, which is a fucking a huge guru with 11 million subscribers on YouTube. So it's way right. much bigger. And the teachings are very similar. Um, but I just find it beautiful that they, they have all these meditation techniques and, and breathing exercises and uh, with the chakras and the, the cosmos and, yeah, and all those yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. It's way bigger. Um, and I think it's way more beautiful than Buddhism, honestly. Uh, yeah to be honest i don't know that much about uh, uh buddhism hinduism and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i'm always like quite interested in them by about like what is it exactly how does it work and i think if i will believe in something i don't believe right now um it will be hinduism or buddhism in that yeah. sense yeah I, i'm and not necessarily uh i'm not necessarily a hindu guy or something it's more no, that no, no, I know. It. Yeah, I'm more into spirituality and shamanism in general. Uh, I just mm-hmm. find that very interesting. So I just pick teachings from from all sort of religions. Let's say I even have the I even have the Quran and the Bible here, uh, but I also read about Hinduism and Buddhism. You know, uh, it's more also about the the principles they're like saying in that. You know, like it doesn't have to be that you believe everything they're saying in the book, but there may be parts in the book you're like, oh yeah, I can relate to that or like. That's more like um, something what I, yeah, what I like to see or what I mm-hmm. wanted to see or what I can do to change something for myself. So I think it's very important about maybe the principles 
uh, in that book and not only like that you have to believe everything, you know? Yeah, that's definitely what I do. I just read it and then reflect for myself and I get teachings mm -hmm. from all of them. I, I don't see why people wouldn't do that and just say, no, Christianity is my religion and the rest is bad. Yeah, yeah. It's just dumb because it's all based on the same thing. That That's at least what I feel like. Mm -hmm. It's all based on the on the same teachings of, of love and, and compassion to others. That's, that's the entire core of all these religions. Um, mm -hmm eventually besides all the all the fucking rules and boxes and rows that they put everything yeah, 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 yeah. in to organize it and kind of enslave you uh because that's what yeah. i feel like a lot of religions do as well it's mm -hmm. like they, they put so much limits and rules and bam 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 it doesn't feel like mm -hmm. that's the actual image of god you know i think if if those rules wouldn't be there people would naturally obey the rules because that's just the natural order of things Mm -hmm. the natural order is that people are loving and compassionate to each other so but when you put rules in place <laughs> when you put rules yeah. in place for people to be loving and compassionate that's when they are not that true so true. that's a very that's weird thing yeah yeah it's more about what they need instead of i'm saying what you need yeah and uh right. i actually find uh do you know the the text of the Tao Te ching no man it's very fascinating i'm gonna send that to you uh I, right. it's a beautiful one hour uh audio book uh with some binaural beats um okay. it, it's just beautiful I, i've listened to it a few times already because it's just so i just Where can't seem about? to grasp it. it it's it's just a life philosophy uh about the taoism you know it's just uh kind of a religion uh, a religion from ancient china it's also, it's like the, the yin and yang symbol has originated from that religion. Ah, yeah. I see it here. Chinese Buddhism or something. Yeah, you could call it that. I wouldn't say it's that, but mm. in that direction. Yeah, it's it's like right. th those people were the samurais, basically. Ah, okay. Okay, interesting. Yeah, just yeah. send it to me, like, and then we'll see uh, what it is. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's very okay. beautiful. Nice. Okay, nice, nice, nice. Uh, I see we're almost approaching our little hour that we booked uh, mm -hmm. for this. Uh, so let's oh, see. Wow, yeah. um, I'm uh, I'm very interested to know, uh, which you've already told me a little bit. What is the path that you're walking right now? What are your plans? Uh, because you're working in the biomedicine right now with the technology, yes. right? Yeah, uh, the medical tech. Yeah, and and you you wanted to do something with building your business on YouTube because you've just uh, started uh, a month or so back, right, or a little more um you mean my job or my youtube channel your youtube channel yeah i, I want to take a look at it actually uh, oh right. um so i think like yeah you can share it though um, if you see it ronald fox that's me mm -hmm. i think my first video is how much months ago 11 months ago yeah. i started 11 months ago that is a funny story though to uh when i started with my video mm -hmm. so we all know we had corona time and in that moment, I also saw that a lot of friends of me had had like for the first time like mental issues, uh, were alone and stuff like that. Yeah. And then finally, on one moment, I was like, I know so much about self development already. Uh, I know so much about mental development, how my emotions work and stuff like that. Why should I not make videos about it? So mm -hmm. that's also where it started. So from the need of my friends, I started my YouTube channel. But also, I always was like a person who was thinking about like, oh yeah, I want to start my own YouTube channel. Not about where I should talk about and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm making videos about, especially about mental development, personal development mindset and stuff like that. But I found out uh, that I'm going to focus this year more on mental development and self-development challenges. So uh, one challenge, what is coming, I think in two weeks or something, is about like I tried... 100 push-ups for uh, 30 days. So now I'm going okay. to focus more on challenges and sharing my challenges with other people so they can also do it themselves. You know? um, okay. So yeah, so that's where uh, I'm more going to focus on. So I'm trying to niche more down. And I think I'm getting more and more energy from doing those challenges, showing yeah. the whole journey of those challenges, you know? I have to say yeah. that the, the thumbnails... Like, it, this was one of your first videos. It just looks insane, right? 
You learned those yeah, skills like, at school, did you? No, no, no. Or? I didn't learn at school. I learned it myself. Ah, oh, I did nice. it in my free time. I'm learning Photoshop myself. I'm always like quite a creative person, so not really the case. Um, but yeah, yeah, like I like to do that, man. Like I think I should take less time on my thumbnails and maybe more videos. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of hey, energy. I need you to embrace what comes. So, um, so that's really nice. Uh, but yeah, like the point is like um, thumbnails are very important to people to click on your video and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I haven't focused cool. on that uh, 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 the beginning of uh, my journey with YouTube. Right now, I'm actually focusing on a lot of other things, so I just stopped making videos for a month already. Uh, but when it was known in November, I was pushing my videos very hard uh, mm -hmm. to rank on search terms, right? So I was making daily videos. I was active in subreddits, Facebook groups, Discord servers, and I was yeah, growing you massively. Yeah, followers than me, bro. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. I was just grinding my ass off. Uh, but now, that is nice. now I just died. So yeah, true. for <laughs> me, like consistency is important, but quality also. So like my goal for this year is to uh, uh, to uh, publish two videos a month, and my goal for this year is five thousand subscribers at least, and I want mm -hmm. to have one video uh, above hundred thousand uh, uh, views. And I think I can make that though. Like especially. Um, I know already now a lot of uh, things about YouTube, also how it works with the algorithm and stuff like that. Also, one video of me popped up a little bit. One has like 20,000 uh, uh, views, so that's oh, really nice. That's nice. Um, I had some videos that yeah. popped up as well, but then in the sense that they have like 2 or 3k uh, instead of like But that's 20K. still nice, man. Like if you're focusing on the right niche, that is nice. But like for that video, I gained like 200 subs or something only. So, you know, like, you only need one good video to pop up and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And which video I, was that? Uh, if you're going to re, uh, popular, you, you get the first one. And it's how to actually change your life in 50 days. So I did, like, a Project 50 challenge. I don't know if you ever heard about it. Uh, I've seen it a lot, yeah. Fourth one. So it's that one. This one, yeah. yeah that one. Mm -hmm. Project so, 50. Um, yeah, I was like um, seeing that challenge on Instagram or something on that moment. Uh, I don't have any Instagram and social media anymore, but on that moment I saw it. Um, and also like on that moment I was like, I'm trying to find a way to challenge myself again. Also on mental and uh, self-development level. Uh, so I just started with a challenge for 50 days and it was really nice. Mm -hmm. um, and it really uh, worked for me though, even when I... Um, Project 50 challenge wasn't perfect. It was still like giving me a lot of mental benefits and stuff like that, feeling more um, calm in my mind. I had achieved something. Um, my body looked better and stuff like that. I've read a lot of books in that time. Mm -hmm. um, so there were a lot of things what was really beneficial for me. Um, but the point is like also with those challenges, people only see like the, the bright side of it. like. People are like accomplish it like with no problems and stuff like that. But it wasn't for me. So in that video, I'm also more real about like my process going through, you know. So it wasn't really perfect. And I'm also showing that I had a lot of problems with consistency and stuff like that. Um, so I think that's also one of the reasons why it popped up. Because it's more like a real video. And people yeah. like to, to see a real It's person. authentic, you know. Yeah, yeah. like it's also the person I am, you know. Like I'm also making mistakes. I'm also just like a human being, you know. Um, so yeah, that's it's quite normal that that, uh, that you're making mistakes, and that's not always working for you. Even like when people are like building this kind of challenges, what is based for the most successful people, you know, they're also struggling with it, you know. Um, and I'm mm -hmm. doing it too, so uh, that's why. Um, but yeah, like I have a lot of ambition on YouTube, and also for this year, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to show you guys uh, end of the year I have above 5,000 subs. I believe that. 100%. Oh yeah, that's the goal, man. That would be beautiful. Let's go. Yes. Okay. Well, then I think this is a good place to stop. So uh, I, I really want to thank you uh, for coming on here. Uh, and, yes, uh, thank I, you, man. I find it beautiful to uh, hear your story uh, with the mm -hmm. adoption and your plans for the future. Uh, Foster home is not adoption. Oh yeah, <laughs> adoption. Look, I say, look, yeah. Look out what you're saying. I still have parents. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's great. Otherwise, it would be a lot worse, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, so with the foster home, uh, and I just found it beautiful to talk to you, and I guess we could um, meet once more in the future. Yeah, uh, sure, man. So let's see when you have uh, 5K subs, I might come on mm-hmm. your channel uh, once a point of time. You said you yeah, were doing physical podcasts. Right? Only uh-huh. if you also have 5,000. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I will. No, 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 but no. right now it's not my focus, right? So we will no, have no, to no, see no. Uh, where just that kidding. goes. <laughs> yeah, okay. sure, man. All right. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, guys who are like watching, uh, thank you for watching this video or listening on the Spotify and stuff like that. And hopefully I could inspire uh, more other people about yeah, like what I'm doing right now on YouTube mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If you want to find it, it's Ronald Fox. F-O-K-S, and then you will find uh, different kind of videos. Um, and then, like, that's uh, the person I am. So I'm showing the person I am on my videos. So uh, hopefully we can build a connection together. Okay, that's beautiful. So people can find you on YouTube, and are you on Instagram and stuff as well? No, I stopped with all the social media. So the ah, only okay. thing I have is YouTube and LinkedIn. I don't know if people want to have my LinkedIn though. Um, <laughs> That's not really your yeah, target a- audience, right? No, no, no. Like, um, like just in business case, you know. Oh, but, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I, you can uh, find me on YouTube and that's it. Um, so you have to do with that. Okay, great. Well, thank you everybody for listening. And uh, we're going to tune out and we will see you in the next one. Yes. Peace. Peace. Ciao.